series called Secret Stress, the stress that comes from keeping secrets. I did it for years. I was in a marriage that I loved my wife. But she didn't love me most likely like I loved her. And that's called life. 28 years. And I tried to hold it together. And it nearly killed me. And I'm not saying that to be ugly or whatever. It's a fact. It's just the way it is. And uh, see, I'm strong enough. I'm big enough. I'm good enough. I can do it. And it's amazing what you can do. You can do things like that. You can keep secrets in. You can do it. A lot of you have done it, haven't you? Yes or no? Sure you do. We can do this. But we don't realize what it does to us. And in the long run, it doesn't make things better. (laughs) We think we'll just keep, you know. And so this is a message to to you today uh, that's out of my heart today. Y'all understand? So let's go now. I better hush my mouth and let's get going. Real stress relief is a title. Say that with me. Real stress relief. Who don't want some real stress relief? Amen? Other than popping some pills. Amen? Wouldn't that be nice? Okay? Real stress relief. Well, God put Peter's life on display for all of us to see. Why Peter? Why is Peter... Out front. Why is Peter being mentioned so much? Well, he's the so-called leader. And with leadership comes a light that shines on you. And that's what the Lord allowed this man to have a light put on him. But see, the thing about Peter is I think he liked the light. I think Peter thought he could handle it. Yeah, look at me. I'm Peter. Okay. And so we have Peter in the word of God to help us. Peter was real. Say that with me. Peter was what? Most people wouldn't say Peter was spiritual. Not when you read the Bible. You don't go, oh, we should worship Peter. Let's make him the Pope. The one guy you wouldn't say make the Pope would be Peter. Maybe John. But not Peter. Craziness. We wouldn't do that. But why? Because Peter was real. What do we mean by that word? He had warts and wrinkles. Right, preacher? He had problems. I got preachers all around me this morning. (laughs) Scary. He had warts and wrinkles. Peter was real. I believe if you were around when Peter was around, you would probably be a little scared of Peter. I believe you'd think Peter will bust you square in the mouth. If he'll cut a man's ear off, he'll, he'll bust you in the mouth. I guarantee you that right now. He was real. And that's why God has him in the Bible. He's relatable. Say that with me. He's what? Let's learn from him. He gives us what? Wow! If Peter could do what he did and later live for the Lord strong and write two books in the Bible, well, my goodness, maybe I've got a chance. Amen? So, Peter. Peter had secret stress in his life. This is me talking. If I was writing a, you know, a commentary on Peter where I was putting forth my own opinions, which I would, I would say Peter was a denier long before he denied Christ. I don't believe just one day Jesus saw Peter and said, Peter, you know, you're going to deny me three times. I think he had been denying Jesus in his heart a long time, in my opinion. 
been suspect of Jesus perhaps. Been more full of Peter than he was of Jesus. Y'all hear my, my drift this morning? So, Peter. And as I was writing this week, I tell you I'm going to be famous one day. And here's the reason. This is a good quote I wrote. As I was writing and thinking this week, I wrote this this week. The thing that stresses us out could be the very thing that leads us out. Say that with me. The thing that stresses us out could be the very thing that what? Now say it one more time. The thing that stresses us out could be the very thing that's going to that's gonna lead me out. Peter's denials. How can any good thing come out of Peter's denials? I'm of the opinion Peter needed to deny Christ. Because that's who he was. That's the real Peter. You got to see Peter. That's who Peter is. No, I'm good. I'll never do that. No, that was talk. The real Peter came out. And all the stress, perhaps, that he was holding in. Holding it together. Being the leader. Being the big bad dog of the disciples. Finally, the pressure valve was released. Stress. So the thing that could stress us out could be the very thing that leads us out. What is that right there? Somebody tell me what that is. That's a what? That's a cat in a bag. That is a cat in a bag. What will people think if I let the what? Cat out of the bag. If I let the cat out of the bag, they won't like me. Can you imagine putting a cat under your shirt with claws and you, you tuck your shirt in and the cat's hanging out him and the cat wants to get out of the bag, but you don't want to let him out of the shirt. What's that cat going to do to your stomach? He's going to scratch a snot out of your stomach. See, that's what's happening in your life right now. You're holding this stress in because I can't let the cat out of the bag. But you don't realize the scars, the hurt that it's causing you. I'm a firm believer that much of my health problems over the last several years has been a result of my stress. And that's what the neurosurgeon and neurologist people tell me. I always thought if you get sick because stuff in your life, you're weak. That's who you are. You're just weak. Man up. Sometimes we just can't man up enough. Did you hear me? Yes or no? Yes or no? And ladies, women, you've been through mess and you thought if you tried a little harder. How many just raise a hand if you you understand what I'm saying? If I try a little harder, I work a little harder, it'll get better. All the time, holding that cat in the bag. Well, guess what? Peter let the cat out of the bag. I am a denier. That's who I am. We're talking about real stress relief, and we're not there yet, but we're going to get there. Before Peter's denials, he was what? He was what? Clothed in his own what? Peter was full of Peter. That's that's why I think his denials was a good thing. I've never said that before. You mean, Pastor, it's good for me to deny Christ? It'd be better for you to deny Christ 
that act like you believe in Christ and, and burn in a devil's hell. Won't you get honest? Or maybe a believer, but you're still living in denial. And so you got one foot in, one foot out. I think you'd be better just to... The Bible says just turn their flesh over to Satan. For, turn them over to Satan for the destruction of the flesh that their spirit might be what? Saved. Is that what the scriptures teach? So I think it was good for Peter. Because Peter was full of Peter. Peter was full of Peter. Say it with me. Say what he said. I'll never... Come on, church. You've got to help me. If I'm going to stay up, you've got to stay up. Come on. I'll never deny you. Number two, say it out loud. I don't need to pray about temptation. I'm good. I'm going to hurt myself screaming like this. Number three, I can what? Fight in my own strength. Who said that? Peter. And number four, he's full of Peter. The last one, I can do what? At the end, Peter wasn't standing with the disciples. He was standing with the killers. He was standing with the mockers. And that's who he was denying Jesus in front of. So was Peter's denials good for him? Or would this be good? Would it be good for Peter to keep doing what he was doing? Yes or no? No. Peter's real. And I read this scripture again this week in my office and I learned something. I want to share it with you. And the Lord turned after his third denial. Here he is on the cross. He's somehow in eyesight. Peter is of Jesus. Somewhere, somehow. And so when Peter denies the Lord the third time, the Lord turned. Say it with me. And he what? He what? He looked on who? Peter. And Peter remembered the what? Word of the Lord. How he had said unto him before the cock or the rooster crows, you're going to deny me how many times? And so after his third denial, he saw Jesus. He remembered. Say that last verse with me. And Peter went out and did what? Wept what? If you want real stress relief, this is part of it right here. If you want to write something down, you want to remember something, remember this. You can always go back to those two verses and you can figure it out yourself. It's not that hard. Peter's denials, okay? These are, this is part of his real stress relief. He was not there yet, but this was part of his journey to get there. Here it is. His denials, number one, forced him to see himself. We can hide this mess. We can keep it in. We can think we're just going to deal with it inside. Or, or... Or we can let the cat out of the bag. Do you hear me? And that will cause us to do what? It will force us to see ourselves. I don't know about you, but we make up what we want to be real. As far as marriage, we, 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 we just make it up. It's good. Even though it's horrible. We just make stuff, don't we? Yes or no? And then we make it up and then we got to live like it when we go out in public. Ah. And we really got to live like that on Sunday when we come to jail. Amen. Yes, we got the wife. Amen. Beautiful. It's craziness. I think God always would prefer honesty. Do you agree with that? Yeah. I'm not saying you don't try when things get hard. I'm, not, I'm talking about stress here. And I'm talking about secrets. And I'm a little all over the place, so you'll have to just figure it out. So number one, it forced him to see himself. Number two, 
Because when Jesus looked at him, it caused him to look at himself. That's what I'm trying to say. Number two, it says that he remembered Jesus' words. So this denial caused Peter to remember the words of Jesus. And I know in my own life, when I had to deal with this incredible, stressful situation in my family, it caused me to really look at me. I mean, when you're alone, you can whine till the cows come home. But the bottom line is, where are you at with me, you know, Gary? Don't stand in judgment of somebody else. Stand in judgment of you right now. So it forced me to look at myself. Number two, it caused me to remember Jesus' words. When you start to deal with things like this, the secrets, the stress in your life, and you're doing it honestly and openly, and a lot of times we don't want to do it. You are forced to do it because the stuff hits the fan. Excuse me. And you are forced to deal with it. But that's not a bad thing, though. Instead of just the rest of your life, I'm going to whine and tell my horrible story that happened to me. You can deal with it and get through it because the thing that's stressing you out could be the thing that's going to lead you out. Amen. So, in my situation, I started hearing scriptures that I'd preached for years. Scriptures like this when I was alone, when I was broken, when I'd been trying to hold it all together. Now the cat's out of the bag and it's hard. I heard verses like this. I'll never leave you, Gary. I'll never forsake you. And the thing that changed my life was when I heard the Lord speak into my heart. You matter to me, Gary. How many have been through a real, real hard event in your life and you felt like you were worthless? Let me see some hands, please. I was worthless. I'm no good. Those are the best words I ever heard. I'm not talking about out loud. I love you. I may you mad. But you may as well have been out loud. It was so real to me that I mattered to the Lord, even if I didn't matter to anybody else. I mattered to him. How many have ever heard me say I matter? Can I see some hands? What's another thing I say? I have what? Value. I matter. I have value. You can go back. I've got a buddy of mine here today. You can go back and listen to all my sermons. You never heard me say that, Mark. You never heard me any years prior to that ever say, I matter. I have value. Because I was in a church. We were so legalistic and strict. You're, so, you're supposed to be so humble that you don't even say you matter. Amen or oh me. Yes, preacher. How can the preacher lead if he doesn't know he matters? Amen. So that's what the Lord taught me. I started to hear. And I got to quit getting on me. But the point is, this is the truth, guys. So it caused Peter to remember his words. And not just the words he would deny. I bet a lot of other words are coming to Peter. Amen. Number three, his denials... Is the thing that led him to walk out. Before he's sitting with the murderers. He's sitting with the mockers. But because of his denials. Because of the look of the Lord. Because of his remembering his words. Peter gets his feet moving. Amen. And that's what we've got to do in life. In stress. In these secrets that we keep. I'm not saying it's going to be easy. No. It's going to require you putting one foot in front of the other. And it's going to be scary. But the thing that's stressing you out. Could be the very thing that's going to lead you out. Amen. Keep looking. And the last thing, it led him to start what? Peter, shut your mouth. 
Stop telling us how you're not going to do this and you're not going to do that and you're all this. Well, no more of that, was there? The Bible says he wept what? You can't have more weeping harder than that. How many could say with an uplifted hand, I know I'm talking to you, but this is good for you and for me. How many would say, I know what it is to weep bitterly? Look at that. That's crazy, ain't it? I love messages like this because it means some of the mess I've gone through can be for good. It wasn't just for naught. I used to say in my struggle, my hurt, when I was going through it, here's what I said. I'm going to just tell you how I prayed to the Lord. I would say, Lord, I don't want to go through this crap and come out the same. Change me, Lord. I think it's pretty stupid to go through mess like that and come out the same. Amen, yes or, yes or no. And God will help you. That's the beauty of letting some of this mess out, whether you want to let it out or not. Deal with some of this stuff because God will change you if you really mean it. So the thing that's killing you, say this with me. The thing that's what? Killing you could be the very thing that's what? Say that again. Come on, I like that. I wrote that one too. The thing that's killing you could be the very thing that's what? No, I can't do this. No, I can't go through that. What will they think of me? What will my children think? What will, what will, what will the church think? Well, that thing that's killing you now, when you start to deal with it, could be the very thing that's going to bring healing to your life. My wife, Kim. Hey, baby doll. You look pretty today. Really pretty. This preacher said every day, every day. He's fixing me. I know. Well, she, I took her to the beach yesterday. And I tell you, you get some sun on my wife. And that's a very good looking woman right there. I'm just telling you. I'm telling you. And I'll just go ahead and let the church know she wears a bikini. I'm just telling you. I tell her you look that good. Why wouldn't you? But anyway, I, she's just real. We want to be real here. Yes or no? If you don't like that, well, now you know. That's another reason. I guess you won't come back. But whatever. But Kim and I were talking about this message. Kim was going through unbelievable pain when I met her. Her own child had been molested. And so she was in all kinds of deep pain and hurt and stress. Can you imagine the stress from that? And the pain... And here I was going through my stress and pain. But the very thing that was killing her and the very thing, even though different, was killing me. Led to her healing and to my healing. That's called God. That's how God does stuff. The thing that was stressing her out, and the thing that was stressing me out, though mine was different. The Lord causes all things to work together for good. So it became the thing that led her out, and it led me out. That's called God's math. Or you can do it your way, or the old Gary way, or the Peter way. I'm good. I'm tough. I can handle it. Real stress relief. 
Thank you, buddy, back there helping me. Peter learned that in spite of his own sinful tendencies and weaknesses, the Lord wanted to use him and would sustain him and sustain him no matter what. See, that's what you'll get when you let go of some of this mess in you. See, if you keep holding on to it, you'll never know. Will God use me if I let this out and tell the truth? If I let some of the stress out of my life that I've been keeping so secret? Will God use me? Well, the answer is he will. He will. He will use you and maybe use you in a greater way. Who knows? But right now, you're a ticking time bomb if you don't watch it. Okay? Embracing failures and struggles. Say this with me. Embracing failures and struggles can be a what? Catalyst to being used mightily of God. If you'd have told me years ago, Gary Clark, you're going to be helping people know they matter and they have value. I'd go, no, I'm going to be preaching hell and, you know, and I still do that. I'm going to be leading souls to Christ and I still do that. But the Lord has used my pain and my stuff in my life to help people. Amen. If I didn't go through the mess, I wouldn't be able to help you. It's been a catalyst for me to be used of God. Lost people come see me. I don't just have church friends. I got unsaved friends. I got buku of them. Y'all know that word buku? Anyway, experiencing God's forgiveness. If you're go, if you got something in your life you've been holding and you've been keeping it in, and and what will God think? Well, God already knows about it. But going through this process and dealing with stuff, it's powerful when you're forgiven. Amen or oh me. If you'd have told me years ago, Gary, you'll go through what you went through. And you will still love those that hurt you. I would go, you're definitely smoking something. But that was me talking in my flesh. But when pain and and secrets and stress gets relieved and you see how God's working in your life and how he loves you. It's amazing how then you can even love those that hurt you. Isn't that a good thing? Yes or no? Is it a better thing for me to always be angry and bitter and sad? And, and I know lots of people like that. You bring up a name, they about explode. Because they're keeping this mess inside. Instead of letting God deal with it. Amen. Hope ain't lost you this morning. Well, let's finish the message this morning. Got a lot of scripture, but it's going to go fast now. Believe it or not. Now Peter's just where God wants him. What do you mean? Oh, he's denied me. He started to look at himself. He started to hear me. He's got his feet moving. And he's crying and weeping for what he's done and who he is. God said, I've got him right where I want him now. Oh, no, I can't let it out, see. Well, then you may never get to where God wants you. Where does God want Peter? Here it is. Naked as a jaybird. That's where God wants you. Did you know God walked with Adam in the cool of the day and Adam was naked as a jaybird? And then he created Eve and the two of them walking along. There was no problem with the nakedness thing. That's the way God made us. He made us naked as a jaybird. And ever since sin, we've been covering it up. Been covering up our nakedness, but we don't stop there. 
We do, we cover up stuff in our life. And we think we're good. Nobody sees it. It's okay. And you don't realize, and I don't realize, the stress that's causing us. I hope I haven't lost you. I know I'm a little all over, but I have to weave a message because there's a lot of different situations we face. What do I mean he's naked as a jaybird? Well, I mean he's naked as a jaybird. You didn't know this happened in the Bible. Let's read the Bible. Here we go. So here's Jesus. He's now resurrected from the dead. But this isn't a long time after Peter denied him. This is still a short span of time. And after these things, Jesus showed himself, the risen Savior, to his disciples at the Sea of Tiberias or the Sea of Galilee. On this wise, Jesus showed himself. There were together. Here's our guy. Say it with me. Simon who? There he is. Did you know Peter's name always appears first in the Bible? He was the leader. I think God wanted to tell us something. Even leaders struggle. Even leaders have stress. Even leaders have to come to the end of themselves if you want to be the true leader that you can be. So here's Peter. He's with Thomas and Nathaniel and the sons of Zebedee and two other of his disciples. And Peter says to his disciples, his buddies, his friends, I'm going fishing. Did Jesus tell him to leave his nets and follow me and fish for who? Men. So Peter is going back to his old way of life. Do you hear me? Well, who wouldn't? I've just denied the Son of God. I sure won't be welcome back at that church. I'll go back to doing what I'm good at. Fishing. So he's the leader. And guess what the others say? Well, we'll go with you. And they went forth and entered that boat immediately. And that night they didn't catch what? Nothing. But when the morning was come, Jesus stood on the shore. Now, the Sea of Galilee is about seven miles long or wide and 13 miles long. Shaped like a harp, H-A-R-P. Not that big. And so when they're out there in the boat, maybe moving forward towards the shore again, they see somebody on the shore. Jesus is standing on the shore. But the disciples don't know it's who. Help me. And Jesus said, worst question you can ask if people didn't catch anything. Hey, guys, did you catch anything? And they answered, what? No, they answered this. No! These are pros, man. And Jesus said, well, cast the uh, the net on the right side of the ship. That's actually the worst thing you can tell a fisherman. After he's fished all night. Well, why don't you throw it over there? And so Jesus tells them to do that. and, And they did it, which is hard to believe. They cast, therefore, on that other side of the ship. They didn't know it was Jesus. They just did it. Some jokers tell them, so they do it. And they were not able to draw it for the multitude of fishes. And something happened. Verse 7. Therefore, the disciple whom Jesus loved, I believe that's John, the apostle John, said unto who? Peter. John said to Peter, it's the Lord. Nobody could tell us something like that and us catch that many fish when we've been all night doing it and we fished in that spot all night. And us catch fish unless it was the Lord. Now when Peter heard that it was who? The Lord. Now this is the one who denied Christ. Going back to his old way. When he heard it was the Lord, he girt his what? 
fisher's coat. By the way, I had an aunt named Aunt Gertie. Every time I read that scripture, he girked his fishing coat. I think of my Aunt Gertie, but that's another story. And we're from the country, and it wouldn't surprise me that they named her from that verse. So he girt his fishing coat. And here's what I was talking about. He's naked as a jaybird. Say it with me. For he was what? That's scary right there. I mean, I like to fish, and I've done fishing with a lot of fellows in this church. But I'm going to tell you right now, if y'all put a trip together and y'all going to be naked, I ain't going. I'm not going. At all. Maybe he was in some underwear or something. It didn't say that. And so he cast himself into the sea. So God has him right where he wants him. Naked as a jaybird. That's where God wants to get you and me. To where we're just open before the Lord. Lord, you know. And you still love me. You said you wouldn't leave me. Amen. So he's got Peter right where he wants him. And as soon as they were come to land, they saw a what? A fire of coals and there was fish laying there and bread. See, guys, when you let go of some of this stress and some of these secrets, we think God's going to get be with us with a big old hammer. When the, the truth is he's going to be there with some fish and some bread. Did you hear me? He already knows. He would be thrilled if you would deal with some of that and walk through it and let him walk through it with you. Amen. So there's Jesus with some stuff cooking on the shore. Jesus said to them, bring the fish you've caught. And when Peter came and he drew the net, there were so many fish. Say it with me. How many were there? It was 150 what? Three fish and so many. The net should have just been broke, but the net wasn't broken. To me, that also, I never looked at this passage the same way as I did this time. We think we're holding it together, but we're breaking. But when we give it to Jesus and we go ahead and go through it, he'll hold it together. Did you see that? Yes or no? Give it to him. Walk with him. And that's what Peter, Peter's doing it. He don't even know he's doing it, but, you know, he's trying and it's happening. And then there's some of the sweetest words in all the Bible. Don't forget this is the guy who denied him. What did Jesus say to him? Say it with me. Come and what? Say that loud. Come and dine. We think if we let the cat out of the bag, we're going to starve to death. We're going to get thrown out because we're just a piece of trash. When the opposite is true, when we start to open up and get honest and real before the Lord, he'll say to us, come and what? Dine. Jesus then comes, takes the bread, he gives it to him and the fish. Oh, what a nice time. Isn't that nice? Did you see how Jesus didn't say, you denied me, sucker? That's not who God is. Jesus died for sinners. He knows you're a sinner. He knows you're screwed up and that I'm screwed up. That's why I came, Gary. Amen. To help you. And that's why we have his spirit. Done with the message this morning. Here it is. So when they had dined, Jesus said to Peter, watch this. Peter, 
Do you love me more than these? Perhaps the fish. And Peter said, Lord, you know I love you. He said, then go do what I told you to do. Feed my lambs. And then Jesus says a second time to Peter. Peter, do you love me? And Peter says, yes, Lord. You know I love you. And he says, feed my sheep. Boy, this would be tough, wouldn't it? And then he said to Peter, the what time? How many times did Jesus, uh, did Peter deny Christ? How many times did Jesus say, do you love me? He said to Peter the third time, do you love me? And Peter was what? I'm not saying facing the secret or facing the stress is not going to be grievous. But the Lord will be there with you. If you're honest. Amen. And he will help you. But Peter was grieved because he said unto him the what time? Third time lovest thou me. But here's the key to real stress relief guys. Here's the answer now. You've come today. You've heard me say. I was going to give you the answer to real stress relief. Don't forget what Peter had to do after the denial. We read it. We talked about it. But this is the real stress relief right here. This is the kicker. This is the granddaddy of them all right here. And Peter said unto Jesus, the Lord, you know all things. Say that with me. You know all things. <laughs> and you know I love you. You might think, Clark, that's so simple. This is profound. Jesus knows everything about you. He knows every secret you're keeping. Everything. He knows what's stressing you out. That you're just trying to hold together. But if you'll walk through this. The thing that's stressing you out. Could be the very thing that leads you out. You'll have. Incredible vision like Peter had. You know everything. You knew I was going to deny you before. I bet a light went on and says. You knew I was denying you even before I denied you. And this whole time, you have never stopped loving me. Did you hear me? Yes or no, church? There's whole denominations that teach that Jesus stops loving you. I don't believe that. If you're a child of God, he's not going to stop loving you. Might chasten you. You deserve a butt whooping. And I deserve that. Yes, yes or no, sometimes. Say. But those he chastens, the Bible says, he does it because he what? Loves. So the light went on for Peter, and I'm done. Jesus, you know all things, and you know I love you. Say that to the Lord this morning. Jesus, you know all things, and you know I love you. Now, would you not do it like Peter? Do it for yourself today, please. Jesus, you know all things, and you know I love you. I'm quitting, guys, now. I'm done. I'm shot. I wondered... About my own love for the Lord. As a preacher you get up and do this. Every week of your life. Okay. 
Something just a string. Look at that. Where'd that come from? But anyway, there's a string in my pocket. That's weird. But anyway, but I wondered at times, did I even love the Lord? And it was through my stress and through my mess and through walking through that, that not only did I realize he loved me, but I realized I love him. That's a good thing, isn't it? I mean, I realize that. That's why we need to deal with this stuff. Because I'm telling you, I know it's hard to let some of this stress out and stuff out in your life. But when you do, it could be the very thing that leads you out. And I have a greater relationship now, much more open relationship with the Lord. He and I talk on totally different terms now. We talk like friends. And I'm absolutely convinced that my God will never forsake me. You know how precious that is to me? And that's powerful. And so Peter got this. He had three denials he made. And get, Jesus gave him three what? Affirmations. Say that white part with me. I like this. Jesus what? One more time. Jesus what? All that stuff you worrying about. All that stress. You trying to score it. You trying to get even. You trying to do this. You trying to whatever. Why don't you let Jesus even to score? Amen. And he, that's what, what's what he does. Let's say this last verse. Peter's old now. He's very old. He says, I'm not the man I used to be. The Bible says it was Jesus that said, Peter, when you're young, you girded yourself. But when you're old, others will carry you. And it says Jesus was speaking of the death that Peter would die. I don't know if you know that scripture. But Peter, now he's old and he says, guys, when I was young, I carried myself. I was full of myself. I could hold it together. I kept a lot of secrets and it stressed me out till one day I cut off a joker's ear in the garden. And then I denied the Lord three times. But he said, now I'm old and I've learned something in my life. Would you say this verse with me? Cast all your what? Your stress on the Lord. Why? Real stress relief. I know I'm a little weird. But I hope you got the message today. Do you think you did? Let's praise the Lord. Come on. Come on. Come on. Boom. Woo. Amen.